Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is The Drive with A.D. and Raph on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. It is a crazy Tuesday morning in downtown Lincoln. We got cops flying around. We got visitors coming in. Mr. Johnny. Jack drove by and waved. Jack did drive Jack by. Jack a root. Jack a root. The roadies are out. I just like saying that. Just the 80s eyes We're look just at me. Fan. Just, just, <laughs> the glare, just the glare of 80s eyes when I say that. I think or, I just say it just for the re- response. Or, or we just saw people that we know. Yeah, that's friends. <laughs> Long-term or, friends. Ralph's roadies. <laughs> 80 in that laugh. Sometimes I wonder if 80 just wants to jump out of that chair and just start punching Snatch me. Snatch your life out. <laughs> that one time dude i'll never forget this i said something somewhat smart and she goes i will snatch the life out of you and my dad would always say and some people folks have heard this i brought you in this world and i'll take you out i mean there was no back talking at my house it was yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am if my mom or dad called me and i said what oh brother i'd be wondering what happened after i got off the ground And you did not tell my parents, no, I ain't one of your little friends. <laughs> All right, guys. We got a guest. We got a guest. Uh, good friend Jay Foreman joins us on the Aloe VIP line. VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber, uh, where they experience, or excuse me, with uh, with local heart. Uh, Jay, what's up, man? What's going on, man? There he How's is. How's doing? You guys dodging bullets up there? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> people coming at you guys today? Yeah, I mean, hey, well, not 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 a lot of people, uh, just a couple people. You know what, Jay? You know what, Jay? You being in this, um, understanding this element, you know, uh, obviously the college career, the pro career, and the pro career more than anything else, you knowing that it's a business. It's never personal. You know, rarely, right. I can say never, rarely personal. It's a business. We're in the business of college football now. It's not the college football, Jay, me and you went through. It's not the college football we grew up with. This is a new day and age. Like either, like I keep saying, you know, uh, um, either you adapt or you die. You know, this whole thing right. with uh, Riola, McCord, and, and the other guys we got too that are that could potentially come in here. In in your mind, the thing with Riola, how did this? How do you think this impacts Nebraska? Besides the obvious, which we know that, but from your viewpoint, right. how does this impact Nebraska? Well, I think if they're able to get it over the finish line, I think it's a, a positive in the sense of. 
you know, however you got to it, you're able to attract a, the number one recruit in the nation, uh, and obviously the number one quarterback, and then even better, the position of need, and then also, you know, his dad, you know, has built a legacy here as far as his work ethic and standard is there, and so, um, you know, I think it's, you know, to be in the conversation right now, um, obviously there's probably some other dynamics that went on in other places to get here, but how did you get, to, get here, I think... He generally, you know, from talking to him, um, you know, in personal conversations, I don't, I'm not going to have the balls, but he always had a genuine interest in Nebraska. He, he's, he's, he's a, he thinks about it a little bit different, and that's probably because, you know, I guess, you know, like me, I was exposed to the program at a little bit early age and was able to look at football a little bit different, right? What's important, you know, you know, a lot of things after football, you know, could be very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, seeing opportunity and, you know, those are probably hopefully the selling points that, you know, the Nebraska staff has, you know, put in place. And then he came to maybe realization. And sometimes uh, when you realize, you know, it's one thing, you know, to go to the two time defending national champion. And then, you know, just because they're two time defending national champion, you know, they, everybody has some, you know, some things that maybe they weren't just, you know, completely up front with, you know, I think as far as the Ohio State thing goes, um, goes without saying, you know, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they said, you know, they said A and then did Z. And, you know, one thing about Dom, you know, I played with Dom, and the funny thing about it is that his dad and my dad were roommates in college, and me and Dom are really, really close. Um, so this is, you know, I was privy, I've been privy to conversations that probably a lot of people haven't had. But one thing about Dom, and about them in general, their family, they're a very close-knit family, but do not lie to them. Do not, I mean, I'm just telling you, that just, just will not work well. Mm-hmm. Now, whether people want to say he went to, like, three three high schools or whatever, I don't know how many. You know, they really re- didn't realize he was living in Dallas because, you know, he had a daughter at TCU, you know, playing volleyball. So, mm-hmm. again, their family tight. So, you're going to make the family sacrifice, right? You're going to uphold your family and be there. Then he went to Phoenix area, you know, he was coaching. An opportunity, and then obviously, you know, moving to Georgia, it was probably no different than maybe him moving to Omaha, but, you know, Georgia was a good place to kind of give him kind of a pre-college experience and a high-level high level football that he deemed possible. So sometimes you got to make decisions which is best for your kids and your family, and it's a, it's a group effort, it seems like. And so, you know, in this day and age of high school, uh, and, you know, you know, I call games with Nick. I've been, you know, I know a lot of these local coaches. I, I can just speak from experience in Nebraska. As a, as a parent, you have to advocate for your kid because there's nobody else that will. They do not care. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes you got to. So growing up, AD, generally, I'll just tell the story. Generally, people that go to like three or four different high schools, it would be like a character flaw, you know, a lot of fights, you know, who knows back then, smoking cigarettes or whatever, you know, was deemed a big deal. Like when. You know, us old guys like A.D. and Raph and myself were in high school. <laughs> now, it's, it's, it's not like that because the kid's solid, comes from a good family background, hard worker, good teammate, very humble for being the number one uh, kid in the portal. And so sometimes you got to, you know, keep advancing your son because nobody else is going to do it, man. These right. high school, you know, I mean, they could tell you, these high school coaches, the last thing they're doing is, is coaching after they mm-hmm. get done playing in high school. Yeah. And that's the sad part about it. A lot of them are very comfortable. A lot of them aren't, you know, are just kind of going through the motions. Um, you see it all the time in the, in the basketball area, in, the, in this high school basketball, just here in Lincoln. Um, and so that's just, you know, part of it. No. You know what, Jay? You A lot of people don't know this. I know this, and that's something that's in your book, too. 
and I knew this prior to the book that I was just talking, you changed high schools for better opportunity. Oh, because, yeah, I sure did. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I sure did. You know, what was crazy, I changed high school. I went to a one high. I went, here's what's funny. I, technically, I went to free high school. So yeah, I, I started out at Eden Prairie. Um, the coach that was there had, mm-hmm. had some, let's just say, racial things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, and he said it to the wrong person. He said it to my dad. He, I mean, it was like, you know, so it was probably obvious reasons. I went to another school, which is right next door. That's where I met my two of my best friends there. And then Mike Grant, uh, who was actually Bud Grant's son, Bud Grant coached my dad, took over the Eden Prairie High School. And here's what's kind of funny when you're thinking about it. Eden Prairie used to be the bottom of the barrel, kind of like the homecoming school that you you, you, you get. So you'll beat them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to understand Mike Grant's vision and what, what he wanted me to be a part of it to come back to Eden Prairie. And it was based on... Oddly enough, I'm not comparing myself to Dylan. It just kind of brings up the stuff. It was based on... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A relationship, I guess, with me and obviously my dad at the time, by a prior coach, that I guess essentially he dropped the ball. Obviously, he spewed some stuff he shouldn't have spewed, but essentially he dropped the ball, right? So mm-hmm. then it took a lot, you know, to really see something and overlook that, right? Overlook that to go back to Eden Prairie for my last year in high school. And obviously, it's a family history of Bud Grant and Mike Grant. Rest is history. I mean, uh, Mike Grant, uh, well, you know, he's going to go down one of the best high school coaches in the nation ever. And obviously Eden Prairie is a, you know, story program now, uh, with, you know, 10, 11, you know, state championships, so forth and, and so on. But that's just a part of it. And, you know, my grand always says I was, a, you know, a big part of the, you know, where they are now, but, you know, ultimately it was built on a relationship of open, open communication. So, um, you know, that situation wasn't apple to apple, but, you know, I had to switch high school. You know, I don't think my dad as a father would probably, would have let me, like me, you know, felt comfortable enough for me to go, play for a dude like that but i had to switch and and i was thinking of switching anyway so um there's nothing wrong with it i understand it's a little bit different um but you know in this day and age of and, and you know dylan as a prospect as he you know he hasn't done anything in, in, in college 
Yeah. Everything he's done up to high school, he's obviously worked and, and, you know, somewhat earned the number one ranking. And then the rest will be history. You know, the rest will be up there. There's been a lot of guys that come here at five stars and, you know, some have worked out, some done. You, you know, you get one dude, you got to make sure, you, you know, now the pressure, if it does happen, now the pressure, you know, ramps up and there's good pressure that everybody else has to raise their level of play, raise their level mm-hmm. of coaching and, and all that stuff. But, it, you know, if it does happen, um, even with McCord, I mean, don't, don't, don't sleep on like you get both of them. You get both of them. It might be, you know, you should jettison up to like the number one ranking because McCord's a, you know, a good quarterback and, he, and, and Dylan's a good prospect. And so you got to think in a matter of months, you can kind of not only rehab, but pump some life into a position group that yep. was, yep. you know, riddled by injuries and inconsistency, you know, for, with the whole season, pretty much. And Jay, uh, so I mean, I've, you were listening to our, the show in the first hour and stuff. Uh, you you probably heard or might have heard the the comment I was saying regarding when when you're a player that has the outlook that Dylan Riola has, and with the family that you just talked about with Dom, and obviously Donovan as as an offensive line coach and involved in the college and professional game. There's more to a decision than just nil, or maybe that the common person even has an idea about yeah well you know Dom, i mean look they, look you have two well you have a dad that uh was a storied player here at the university that you're going to come visit this weekend then you have an uncle that played at another storied university and ended up playing in the pros and that's yeah. donovan and so they have a different so the conversation that i was blessed to have with with my dad and my uncle is the same ones that i'm assuming that he's had he grew up in the new age of the nfl locker room so he's looking at it a lot differently. You know, I'm assuming he's looking at it, you know, not just for, you know, the next 30 to 32 months. He's thinking like the next 30 to 32 years. And that's mm-hmm. the way he has to, I, I, I encourage everybody to look at like, look at it like that, but not everybody's the number one recruit. I was just talking um, about Dylan. And I was like, you know what? It's like, he, he, he's getting recruited in a time that we won national championships, but we couldn't even fathom. Like, when you think about it, you're the number one. If you come in and you win, and somehow you get Nebraska to places that they hadn't been in say three or four years, they say somehow Nebraska gets them in the they get them get into the tournament. Mm-hmm. They're going to be treated like national champions, dude. Mm-hmm. They're going to be they're going to be thought of as an iconic status in this day and age of college football. So as much as and then obviously everything else to come out and come come with it, money, opportunity, you know, media attention, you know, we're back and all that stuff. All ball if one decision and then decisions that kind of bounce off of that are handled correctly. You know, granted, everything's got to line up right, um, and everybody's got to play up to their potential, close to their potential. But um, I'm sure his decision process isn't just based on money. Look, y'all, he's not going to have everywhere he goes, he's going to be able to be mm-hmm. exposed to NIL opportunities. Correct. Now, some more than others, I'm sure, but I don't think he's the dude that's going to be chasing. <laughs> you know, every single dollar um, because I think it's, you know, it's an investment versus just a opportunity. And I think there's two different things. Opportunity is very short, short sighted investment yeah. is we're in this together and we're going to go through the ups and, down, ups and downs uh, together and hopefully more highs than lows. Jay, Jay, we haven't necessarily breached there, you know, breached this angle of it. Um, the outlook on Nebraska as a program, let, let's say hypothetical situation that they get both quarterbacks. Nebraska is going to have stability at the quarterback position, or at least you you would expect them to, for the first time in, in a really long time, it feels like. First time, obviously, in Matt Rule's tenure. 
What does that give this coaching staff the ability to do in conversations with future prospects when you don't have to say, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll go out and get a guy for you if you come in. We'll, we'll go out and get – I mean, we're talking about this is a, a five-year outlook, maybe a four-year outlook for yeah. Nebraska to have you know specific stability at the quarterback position, which you and I have had conversations that in this day of college football, that is the most important position that you have to nail down. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, you have to be able to have a sustainable and realistic and respectable quarterback play, right? You can have Greg, Greg McElroy that played for Alabama, <laughs> played the college position of quarterback, excellent. Or you could have Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, and all those, you know, Joe Burrow, and, and then guys that really played it the same way, and then obviously their next level talent. They're the lifeline of your of your program. But like, don't forget, you know, don't don't overlook Daniel Kalen because he's actually in a power position as well. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you get McCord and you're able to get Rayola and he's able to redshirt and develop physically, he's in a very good position to be successful as well. You have to be able to see the forest through the trees. And so when you have it, if you can stabilize that position group, you can go into Aaron Davis's you know living room and say, we don't have to say we, this is what we recruited. We got the number one guy. Yeah, we got one of the top transfer portal guys, number one guys, and we got another elite eleven guy waiting in the wings. Mm-hmm. You know, we want you. We don't need you. And and so the the message is like you want to come along with this because right. if if I can recruit these guys, then I should be able to recruit you. So I think it's you know work still needs to be done, and uh, this yeah. is the fun part. You know, talking about all of what if, but ultimately if they're able to get it, it's, it's definitely there's not a negative about it. Now um, the fans are going to be fans, and then and and fans is you know fanatic is is, is part of being a fan. Um, just let everything handle itself. Um, if you want nice things, you got to learn how to treat, treat nice things. Um, mm-hmm. I can tell you Dylan's not going to be absolved from, you know, critique because he gets yeah. critiqued harder at home than, than any of you guys, <laughs> right. or not you guys, but anybody out there. So ultimately, um, you know, if it does happen, enjoy the ride. And, you know, it, you know, you, you know, anywhere he goes, he's probably going to be successful. It's just how successful is going to be dependent on, you know, how he's going to be, how he embraces it. And then also how, Everybody else embraces it and steps their game up. Jay, liberal can't tell you much. We appreciate the insight. You definitely want to listen to Jay on uh, DP on Old School at 4 uh, o'clock p.m. today. Have a lot more insight. Uh, again, Jay uh, is one that's, uh, the, the, you know, teammates with uh, Dominic, you know, personal relationships that are there. So um, a lot of insight. You definitely want to check him out. Big bro, little bro, appreciate you, man. Definitely listen to yeah. you later on today, man. All right, man. I'll see you. All right, brother. See you, Jay. There he is. All right, we'll talk to break. This is The Drive, 93.7 The Ticket. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.